Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, One of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Dugmany Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, That's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, here it is. Episode 154 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. That's the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Hola, como esta usted? Hola, buenos dias. How y'all doing? Uh, Working through this. Working through this. Back at the Airbnb Casa. Casa de Airbnb. There's the (laughs) vivacious Nikki D. Oh, that rhymes. It does. Hello, hello. We all sound like shit. All right. How about you, Nelson? You? Oh. Nelson, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. Uh, I don't know how I sound, but I feel good. All right. I, I think it's my headphones, to be honest with you, because I don't have my go-to's. I got cheapies, so uh, it's this is a me thing. I'm sure everybody listening is just fine. And there cool. in lovely Noonan, Georgia, it is the B Man himself, Brandon Thrasher. We've got everybody on this episode. Hello, B Man. What up? What up? Do I sound pretty? You sound you yeah. sound you sound the best out of all of us. I think my shitty headphones make you sound better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you look great too. I like your shirt. Is it a pink shirt or is it a white one you washed with the reds? Uh, I think it's a salmon color the way it came. I'm sorry, what color was that? Salmon. Oh, okay. I thought I heard salmon. <laughs> yeah. Salmonella. Anybody else hear salmon? He uh, said salmon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, all right. Check, 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 check. <laughs> he said salmon. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That's... But we all kind of look like we have on the same color scheme if you look at us. Yeah. Everybody said Jason. Uh, yeah. Well, I could take off my shirt and I'm, my skin is kind of pink right now. I could match y'all <laughs> with your salmon. Brandon, you're going to like this. I, You know what? For the rest of you, Brandon, don't listen to this part. I hate when something comes up and it makes me think of Brandon. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. You know, just a <laughs> little. Anyway, so uh, I'm at one of my many trips at Home Depot 
here in Roseville, California, as I'm trying to put together this house. I'm, I'm, I'm in the new Golden Scissors studio, but it's a mess, right? I just, this is a makeshift studio right now. And I was, uh, I was getting a key cut because the assholes who sold us this house only left us one mailbox key. And I'm getting a key cut. And every, you see, everybody here is nice. Have not yet, I know Nikki's going to say different, but I have yet to meet somebody that has not been nice. <laughs> no, I haven't met them. I haven't met them. And the thing is, is when you talk to them, they, they're only, not only nice, but they want to talk back. Like they want to have a conversation with you. And usually I'm not one for small talk. Hate it. Can't stand it. I'm all about it. Love it. These people are great. Anyway, the guy, one of the old guys, Brandon, I don't know where he disappeared to, uh, from Noonan, Georgia. What are the odds? Noonan, Georgia. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. See, he's Brandon? not, he's not he's even, gone. he's not even here he's to out. enjoy the story. The guys, at his, guys at his house, maybe. No. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said he lived in Noonan for 17 years before he relocated. And, uh, see, that's why I, I hate thinking about Brandon. Cause he just disappears. He was here at the beginning of the show and he's, he's out after the show. No idea. <laughs> why, why do you have a key for your mailbox? Are people stealing your mail? So this neighborhood, uh, what was that? Was that your stomach again, Nikki? No, it was not me. <laughs> all right. Hey, Brandon, if you're going to be on the podcast, stop shitting around. All right. What are you doing? Well, I don't know what's happening. It's just the signal dropped out. We're doing a little bit of lag and we got a lot of folks in boxes on my screen. All right. Okay. Well, I'm so, are you still getting dial up there at Noonan? Yeah, we're hoping to switch up to something a little better, but I did hear you say the guy was from Noonan. Did your dad pick where? up? Did your dad pick up the phone while you're streaming? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, doing his late night stripper calls. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the old guy at Home Depot in Roseville, California, 17 years uh, in Noonan, Georgia. Wow, do you know his name? No. Nice old Maybe guy. I know. Yeah. I said, do you know B-Man? He yeah. goes, that some bitch owes me money. <laughs> I remember when he was four, you know. Uh, so we're in the house. I've officially moved out of the Airbnb. So Nikki D and Nelson are there together for I think a short period of time moving forward. The only thing two that two weeks. Two. What do you mean? Two, I thought you were moving in uh, to my place uh, this week. Well, I am. I'm going to start moving myself, but I'm saying we only have two weeks left here, and then officially everything has to be out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, for, before I kick y'all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Nelson sleep in the bed now that you're gone? Yeah, I was wondering that. Oh, oh. What do you think about it? So no. I'm sleeping that big. I got a new air. I got a new air mattress after the one I popped, so I'm fine. Yeah, I mean it's not a no. I don't. You know, it's it's just I don't know yet. I got to think about it because you know. Stop <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> well, Wait, for, nobody's sleeping in it, right? No, has no. not slept in it in at least a week. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh Nobody man. God, you should have seen what the, before I took this air mattress, I'm on back because it popped something on the inside. I was literally sleeping on like a kidney bean, just an inflated kidney bean. He was sleeping like on the, an oversized whale, like surfing in his sleep in there. <laughs> so you're sleeping on the air mattress with a bed in like the room next to you, basically? Yeah. Like okay. when I opened and to add insult to injury, he left that bedroom door open. So when I opened my door, I looked directly into a pristine giant bed that has no one in it. <laughs> That's like starving to death in the woods behind a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my mindset is 
for you know before we close out on this airbnb for nostalgia's sake i might come back and sleep in the bed <laughs> and the shit if he i definitely want won't. and the shit if i want nelson in that bed just making big old fucking sweat rings and stinking up the fucking thing <laughs> not happening <laughs> Um, but it's not a no. Let me think about it. Let me kick it around. Let me sleep on it. Let me sleep. You should have just stole all the shit out of your Airbnb and, and put it in your new house. I should have what? You should have just stole all the shit out of the Airbnb and put it in the new house. What's the deposit on it? Probably cheaper than the, than the furnishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I mean, we've got, so we, we, we have a pod, you know, Rach put together a pod and we've got two more that she's got to fill up for the rest of the house. We're hoping to be, the, the idea is for her to be here by June 7th, her and Ariel, and the house sold. That house is going to sell quick. It'll, it'll be gone in a minute. So I'm not worried about the house being sold. Um, yeah, so, but we've got it, you know, like I've got all, like in that pod, she made sure that I had the bedroom set. Like this is, we're actually doing this fairly smart. You know, the, the bedroom set, I bought a guest room set that Nikki D is going to stay on brand new, uh, got Ariel new furniture, got a new couch for downstairs, you know, a bunch of this, bunch of that. We've got a, we've got an entire room for, for our dogs. Like they have their own room and we bought them like their own couch and their own houses nice. and bed. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. And I just had the electrician here this past weekend and he put the, the outlets up on the wall so I can mount the TVs. And there's one on the wall in the dog room for the TV. <laughs> what the hell do I need TV for? To watch TV, you dumbass. Why, why, why else would I put it in there? I've never heard a dog watching TV where they like animal planet. You've never, <laughs> you've never heard of a dog watching TV or you've never seen a dog watch TV? Uh, neither one. I've never heard of someone having a dedicated TV for their dogs and never have I walked in on a dog watching TV. <laughs> a dedicated TV... I, I'll I'll give you, but every single dog owner, if you're a good dog owner, when you leave the house, you turn the TV or the radio on for your dog, Nate, right? Yeah, yeah, I turn the, uh, I the Alexa on. Well, Nikki, you're not a part of this conversation. I never. You fucking hate your I mean, dog. I just can't even imagine leaving my TV on and running up electricity for what? Oh my There's God. no way. Yes. No Wow. It's so so much more in your power bill to have the that, that TV yeah. run for a couple hours. Exactly. I'm are, not doing that. Are we past the day of kind of counting the, the wattage? <laughs> yeah. I turn my refrigerator. I, I unplug my refrigerator before I leave the house every time. I'm just I saying, they, myself off. You might come home and the dog's watching Cujo and he might kill you in your sleep, man. You just, you just don't, can't be too careful. Can't let them get any ideas. See, this is where you're, this is where you're, you're missing the point. They don't get the remote. I, I picked the program. What? Yeah. It, it's got, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, there's, there's child locks, there's dog locks. So we picked the program. They're big law and order. Don't dogs. let him. Don't let him lie to you. He had a custom Roku remote that's dog sized built into the wall that the dogs just go up and hit their paw <laughs> on it when they want the next show. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> Jason, Jason, you got to keep in mind we're talking to the people that will lock their dogs in a snowstorm to a tree outside so yeah, they're not leaving the tv on oh i i yeah this doesn't bother me i know I, like it's just taking into consideration right like what are you dealing with yeah. yeah 
y'all are just throwing your dogs in the hole basically every time you go go anywhere yeah it's like here i'm gonna lock you in this room with no no sound or anything just so sit there. so there's this new shopping center across the street and they have a boutique dog store and i can't find the the dog food that i get for my dogs it's called venture and i go over there um this was the other day before rach flew back because she was here this past weekend and she brought fat fat so she brought max max flew and he was actually okay he did good so now I got Max and I got Petunia and Grandma Jen Jen's coming up next. Anyway, so we go into this dog store and we're like, you know, do you have this certain type of dog food? Blah, blah, blah. The guy's like, no. And we start again, start talking. Nice conversation. Nice guy. This guy used to train dogs for the California police department or something. And he knows like everything there is to know about dogs. Like, but it was interesting. It wasn't like, look at what I know. And it was very educational. And that's another thing with a lot of these people that I've met. They're very smart. And it's not they're smart because they want you to know what they know. They're smart because it's actual. Tr- it's actually the truth. You know, like there's a difference. Like you'll, you'll meet somebody and they'll be like, oh, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Well, we know somebody like that. But let me tell you this and let me tell you that. And let me tell you this. And you're like, you're so full of shit, dude. You don't know a damn thing. These people actually know. At least it. If not, they're really good liars. But this guy, I believed him because, you know, he, he trained dogs. He had the whole certificate and pictures and everything in, in his store. And he owns like six or seven of these. He's like, and with giving me all these statistics about dogs and how close they are to wolves and all this stuff, he goes, do not feed your dog kibble. He goes, do not feed your dog kibble. And he's talking about how dogs takes four hours to, to digest or eight hours to digest versus humans that take four because of our digestive systems, how, the, how different they are, and blah, blah, blah. So he goes, they need to eat, like, this, this like, raw meat, almost. It's just, like, meat. So he gives me some, he gives me some, uh, he gives me, like, $100 worth of samples. He's like, just take this. And he goes, tell me, they, 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 they'd eat it. Dude, my dogs chowed that down. Crazy. And so I just bought a big bag of this stuff. I'm going to have to send it back or something. Because they love this. It's, it almost looks like turkey, ground turkey, you know? Have you ever seen that, like, in the frozen? You go into the dog store in the frozen section. It's, 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 a fro- it's, it's all frozen. They're packaged like that. Yeah. How much did <laughs> that shit on your carpet? Right. Well, that, so, so that's, that, I asked him that question, actually. I, you know, because our dogs are overweight. I asked him that question. I was like, I thought you were supposed to have, like, hard food. So when they do to eat, you know, it's, it's not gross. And he goes, once this cycles out, he goes, it's not true. He goes, this food that you're feeding your dogs actually makes their duty smaller. I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And they won't duty as much, and they won't drink as much water. I'm like, really? So very interesting. So I'll tell you, we're going to do it because the dogs need to lose some weight. Well, Nikki, why are you scowling? Like, Just all this talk about dogs and poop for somebody who doesn't like to talk about poop. It's just a lot. <laughs> I never use the P word. Not once. I said, dude, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It doesn't matter what word you use. I, I, understand, what we're talking about. I, I understand that, but this is medical. This is, we're talking dogs. We're not <laughs> joking. This isn't, this isn't medical. This is medical stuff. So, anyway. so it says it's got to get like through the cycle. Does that mean the dogs are just going to be like uncontrollably shitting on the floor for like three weeks? So they get used to the new food. See, I didn't use that language either. Nikki. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Brandon's language. You use the P word. He uses the S word. Nate and I were having a very mature medical conversation about this. Yeah. About duties. About duties. Yeah. Right. Dr. Duty. Yeah. Duty's fine because it's <laughs> medical. 
So I, I don't know to answer your question, Brandon. I, I will I will tell you last duty story for you is we we got we got our security system put in. So the ADT guy comes to the house and he's got a again the people that sold us this place fucking horrible. They lied to us. Oh, it's got security. Yeah, the security system was put in twenty years ago. So he had to redo everything. That's fine. Whatever. Young guy, again, same situation as the other two stories. Nice, talkative, very educated on his crafts. You know, I mean, just a good dude. And uh, I'm upstairs, me and uh, one of my coworkers, he's our head engineer, came over to help me put some of this stuff together. And Seth, Seth came over. And, uh, and, I, and I hear scream from downstairs, um, the guy got, well, not scream, but, uh, the guy's like, Hey man, you got a, uh, you got a plunger. I didn't know. I, 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 was, I didn't know he was talking to me. So, and then Rach comes out and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a plunger? She goes, uh, I don't know. Let me ask my husband. Jay, do we have a plunger? I'm like, so it's like plunger said five times in 30 seconds. I was like, what? So I, I look up, you know, down in the, in the downstairs area. And I said, what? And the guy and the guy goes to me. He goes, "Hey man, do you have a plunger?" I said, "No, we just moved in. Actually, I don't have a plunger." Why? He goes, "What do you think, man? I just use your toilet." I go, "What? What? Oh, what? What? Nice guy, but who does that? Like, if you're if you're doing a a customer call, right? You don't. And if you, I mean, I know when you got to go, you got to go, but." How do you, you you go somewhere else, right? You don't you don't do it at the I house. I would have killed it. There's no way. Hey, I got some parts. Oh, you know what? I forgot this part. I'll be right back. It's gonna take me five ten minutes. So I should go to run down to the shop and grab it. Yeah, and you go to Walmart or wherever. Right? There's a Walgreens. Oh, you do it in the house. You just ask. Yeah, or you you know the, actually, if he would have said, "Hey, man, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, up the street to use a the restroom," then you know you put the pressure on me. And I'd say, oh, dude, you don't have to do that. You can use mine. And then he could give me one of those like nudges like, no, man, I think I need to go up there. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's fine. Just go ahead in there. It, it should have been like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- well, and I don't even think you need to do all that. Just say, hey, do you mind if I use your restroom? Or, or do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> I mean, people back in, I mean, back in the day, you know, like in the fucking 80s, they would just walk up to a stranger's house and ask, hey, do you mind if I use your restroom? Yeah. Walk, I'm going on a walk. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy reminded me of Nelson because when he left, he left the toilet seat up. And I was like, oh, God. Wow. Dirty. What purpose? Why would the guy need to leave the toilet seat up if he went number two? I think he went numerous times. <laughs> and, and and it was he also said something that was very Californian. And and Nikki and Nelson will understand this, I guess. He goes, like at like eleven thirty, he goes, Hey man, I have to take a lunch. I'll be back in like thirty minutes or something. <laughs> it, it, in California, what? you have to by law take a lunch. So it's not, hey man, I'm going to lunch. Everybody says, "Hey, man, I have to take a lunch." And if you're yeah. and if you're working in a work environment and you're eating in your work environment, you no one can talk to you. They're not supposed to talk to you about work while you're eating. Really? I know. I made that mistake last week, and I realized it um, when one of the. Um, Pro, uh, production girl she was eating her lunch and I I spoke to her about an email she sent me 
and she kind of just gave me this look like, why are you talking to me about work? And then it clicked in my mind. I'm like, mm, sorry. Well, I was just like, oh, it's, everything's fine. I was just taking care of it. I just want you to know that. All right. Talk to you later. My yeah, bad. <laughs> I, I, I guess from what, I, what I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but if you talk to them while they're working, they get to tack on that time that they talked about work to their lunch break. Ah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but well, no, they I'm, don't want you to talk to them about work. I'm telling you, that's, I don't know if it's true, actually, but I did hear that. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Cause <laughs> you should, you heard. They, they got to compensate you for any, any work you're physically doing. And if they call you on there, then that's work. Yeah. Brandon, I mean, sounds pretty good. You get, to, you know, you have to take a lunch and all that good stuff. <laughs> Man, I don't ever take a lunch, man. That's how you get to get more shit done. Just work straight through the lunch. Because every time I eat lunch, I get tired, you know. About 3 o'clock when I start eating. And then, you know, I nod off about 5 on the job site, wake up, and be like, oh, I guess I'll get some more work done and go back home. Not out here in California. You got to think. You must take a lunch. Is that why it takes everybody to get stuff done over there? What's that? Is that why it takes forever to get stuff done over there? Well, here's the other thing is, you know, obviously the uh, California leans very left and there's a lot of very liberal things that are done in the state. Um, and they're way different than what at least I'm used to, or we're used to, especially in the South and Georgia and in Florida. But I, I, I'll tell you this, the, the, uh, the work environment, me observing, not at the radio station, well, even at the radio station, but more or less like when I go to Starbucks, when I go to Beach Hut Deli or any of these places, Target even, there are more people working at these places and enjoying their job than I can remember anywhere in Georgia. And it's not a shot to Georgia. So for our fans in Georgia, don't think I'm beating up on the state because I love Georgia and I love Atlanta. But what I'm, I'm making an observation is that maybe those type of labor laws work and and because these people there's a starbucks across from my house I, I was in there this morning they had i counted i think 11 people working 11 people working jesus and they were smiling and laughing and telling stories and high-fiving and there there was only was it one or two two guys i think there's two guys out of all the people that were all the girls were giggling and and, and they were getting shit done and there was a line of people waiting for their stuff. There was a line outside. And they were very pleasant, you know. So maybe there's something to be said about this. Yeah, I mean, who knew? If you treated your employees with respect, they work better. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> and, and, and it's okay that they can have lunch. <laughs> what? Stop. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, it really boils down to that. You know, treating your just treating your employees better and, re, and respecting your employees it's 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 pretty amazing. You know, even at the at the radio station, uh, I this was the first time that I experienced this, and I was thrown off. Did I did I tell you? I, I forgot what we did last episode. I, did I tell you about the the open meeting that I had, the serious open meeting? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, did I mention that on the last episode? Yeah, you're like just yes. in a hallway. You did, yeah. What's that? You're like just chilling in a hallway and they, you had the meeting there and everyone just walking by. No, it's not a, it's not, it wasn't in the hallway. It was like in this common area. It's like a kitchen area that we were doing it. But, but you know, it was so weird for me to do that because of what I've always been accustomed to in this business. And that's closed doors and this and this and that. And it, it, not so much that has to be shady, but just closed doors. And this was so liberating. You know, it was like, 
at first I was kind of irritated. I'm like, dude, why are you talking? We're having a meeting here. But then when I thought about it afterwards, I'm like, this is a nice change. This is actually really, really nice. And, and it was done. Like, well, we, I mean, there was, it wasn't serious. It wasn't bad or anything. We were just, ha- I mean, it was serious, but it wasn't like a, a negative meeting. It was a positive meeting, but it was fairly serious meeting. And we had to all get on the same page about a few things. Um, so uh, these little changes, uh, at first I was hesitant because it was new, but dude, I got to tell you, I don't know about Nikki and Nelson, but I love them. I, I think they're great. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, everything that I've done in this business is like you have said. It's let's go into this room. It's always the smallest room. I don't know why we always have to have the most serious meetings in the smallest rooms, but it's refreshing just that everything is kind of happening out in the open. Yeah, that's good. Nikki's uh, she's just she 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 ha- she's having pro- she's having problems adjusting, guys. She's she's <laughs> went to the workplace or just uh, California life. It's not it's not life. I mean, California has been really great for Bailey and I'm happy for him, but I just don't have the same experiences that he has here. Like literally I got up this morning, I walked out of IHOP, I didn't even get to eat my food. I told the manager that I was very disappointed in their staff, in their service. And then he had the audacity to tell me, Well, I hope you'll come back. And I told him, I'll never come back here. This was horrible. See that I And I went to Starbucks today as well. It wasn't eleven people working in the Starbucks I went to. There was two people working. And the lady behind me in line asked me if they were short staffed, as if I worked there. I was like, I don't know, lady, I'm standing in line like you. All right, let's let's go back to the IHOP thing. I don't know this story. This is the first I've heard of it. But did you, this is operator error, all right? You know, we, we built this podcast on the backbone of the black cloud, right, Nate? That's how it all started. And right. yep. no longer... Yes. I had, I, you know, we had to transition and we got rid of the black cloud because I stopped having them for whatever reason. I don't know if it like the last of us jumped through my mouth into Mickey or Mickey's Nikki's or what, but she it's everywhere she goes. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. It's, it's impressive. I mean, she, she invites shit is what she does. <laughs> she invites shit. And and a lot of it, and, and look, I'd be the first, you know, me, I don't mind a little confrontation here and there. And if, if somebody's wrong, I always say, hold them accountable and this and this and that. But there's a right place and a right time to pick your battles. Nikki likes to battle all the fucking time. I mean, it is always a battle. You know, it's there's no like preliminary fights leading up to the main event. Every time it's a main event, championships on the line. Every single time she invites it. She's got some, she just angry all the time. Like the IHOP thing, the audacity for them to say, we hope you come back. Audacity is not the right word. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be nice. What do you want them to? She wants them to be mean. She's missing angry people. She's missing mean people. That's the problem is that when she goes to fight, they don't want to fight back. They're, I'm sorry. That's her problem. She has nobody to fight with. That's not it. I literally walked into the restaurant and I was seated. Here we go again. I'm now sitting down for fifth 
15 minutes before the waitress even acknowledges that I'm sitting there. She doesn't say one moment. I'll be right with you. Nothing. And the people she was helping that was sitting behind me, their order was all messed up. So she's running back and forth because they're pretty much yelling at her because their food is wrong. But I'm like, okay, I'll wait. Maybe they're flustering her. So when she does finally acknowledges me 15 minutes later, she's like, I'll be with you in a second. And I'm just looking at her like, you couldn't have told me that 15 minutes ago, at least to say that I'm your waitress. I'll be with you. No. Then she comes over. I already know what I want. I order my food. She leaves. She comes back 15, 20 more minutes later. By now I've been sitting in this IHOP for almost 40 minutes with nothing, no food, no nothing. Nope. Then she comes back with only the sandwich that I ordered. The entire rest of my meal is not there. And when I ask her about it, she says, oh, you didn't order that. And I said, are you kidding me? Then she pulls out her little pad like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry you did order it. Um, Give me a moment. Girl, I don't have no more moments. I'm out of here. I'm going to the zoo. I did not plan to sit in here for an hour. Because that's what you do. If I had a nickel yeah. for every time I got bad service at IHOP and went to the zoo, I'd be a very wealthy man. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do to clear your head. Going to look at some that's fucking it. giraffes. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go watch monkeys jerk off on each other. You, you know what your problem is, is you went to IHOP other than being drunk at four in the morning because they probably always have shitty service. You just don't notice it because you only go to IHOP when you're drunk late at night. Very true. <laughs> IHOP, it's it's kind of like IHOP is not. Go ahead. It's like Walmart and Waffle House. Nate's got a point. There are certain places you only go to at a certain time. Well, that's the point I was going to try and make that Waffle House. IHOP is not Waffle House. IHOP is classy. Classy. Well, I wouldn't say it was classy, but it's definitely where I go on Sundays. Classy. If you want, if you want breakfast in the daylight, you go to IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize IHOP was so classy. I stand corrected. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Get in line. Yeah. You, if you got an angled roof, you're classy. <laughs> uh, did uh, was your boyfriend with you? No, I was by myself. Oh, okay. I went by myself. I just wanted to get some quick breakfast and go to the zoo. That's all I wanted to do. Oh. Did you see like anything? Of the, did you see anything good at the zoo? All I saw was um, where the the giraffes live, but I don't see any giraffes on your videos. Oh no, I did. I actually have a video of some monkeys that was giving each other fellatio. Yeah. And oh, oh, oh. Why did you post the that? People, because I didn't want to post that. It was inappropriate. I'll post it. But I have the Jason. video. Jason, I don't know if you've seen it, but on her Instagram story, she posts one video of her at the zoo, and it's the house that the giraffe went inside, but she missed it going in. So it's just, hey, this is where the giraffe lives. <laughs> how, how, how did I just say, how did I just ask Nikki D if her boyfriend went with her to the zoo and nobody asked about her boyfriend? Oh, I think you're talking about TT. Yeah, TT. I thought TT came in. No, part of TT was in the anaconda cage. No, I'm talking about her real life boyfriend. Oh, you got a real live boyfriend. Yeah, you guys want to guess? You guys want to guess her boyfriend's name? Mexico. Uh, He's real. Nelson. Mm -hmm. Yep, Nelson. They're fucking. They're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now see, that's how rumors get started. Don't say that. Now, don't say that because that is just how rumors get started, and that's already why I might have to punch Nelson's girlfriend in the eye. Don't do it. So this is here's the attitude. The haddish. You know, mm-hmm. here it is. So Nelson has this uh, friend that's a girl, 
right? Yeah, like we dated and then we broke up and then we were on again, off again, and then we were on again as I was getting ready to come on out here. Is this the girl you had dinner with on FaceTime, Chick-fil-A? It is. Yes, this is my uh, Chick-fil-A FaceTime date. Fucking weird. Anyway, <laughs> they went to the fancy IHOP. Uh, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, Chick-fil-A's extra fans. I put a tie on for that. <laughs> Did you just say it's cute? It is cute. All right, stop. Cute's a fat girl's haircut. All right, don't ever say that no. word again. I don't. This, I don't know what this machismo. I have to live up to you. That's not me. I'm soft on the inside. You're a fucking pussy, is what you are. I can't it's say fine. that on the radio, but you know, I mean, you're. It's fine. You're, you're, you need to grow some balls about you. if you're gonna fuck you Nikki. Are- if you're going to fuck Nikki D, you better grow some balls about yourself. Well, he's not going to do that. Oh. Hello? That is not happening. Well, you ain't got to say it so like. No, I just want to make sure that we're clear. Because when <laughs> you put stuff out like this, people going to listen to the podcast and say, oh, they said that Nelson and Nikki D are in a relationship. No. no. And that's how rumors get started. I never but said. I don't need. I never said you guys in a relationship. I just said you're fucking. None of that. None of the above. What I don't need is four feet of TT's penis to crawl into my window and hang me up and choke me out. You know what I mean? Like, that's not accurate. I think next week on the (laughs) N-Words. It's it's the amazing inner uh, interracial. That's what it is. (laughs) Yes. So so they they have to make it to IHOP. (laughs) So uh, Nelson's got this this girl back in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. and out of nowhere, she uh, gets mad at him. I guess I only know part of the story. I guess, but she gets mad at him because he she thinks he's banging Nikki D. And, yeah. and uh-huh. so hold on, but see, Nelson tells her, no, that's not true. It's not happening stuff. And for some reason, Nikki D gets defensive and she gets angry and she starts cussing this girl. Fucking bitch. I'll fuck her up. <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> fucking shit. What the shit? Fucker. Fuck. I know I'm not fucking your man. Fuck you. I'll kick your fucking ass. Fuck you. Meet you at I have, bitch. Like- you have a op- you have the option to be on my good side or my bad side. So it's like, why would you want to make an enemy of me? You don't even know me. Like, that's not the side you want to be on. Get on the good side, girl. Say, hey, girl, hey. Instead of accusing me of being somebody that sleeps with other people's men, <laughs> you think I can't get my own? Girl, obviously, bye. Obviously not. I think she <laughs> thinks you're desperate. That's I why definitely you, can. You're banging no. I mean. You know. Is her name Vicky Valancourt? Yes. <laughs> and she and she and she texts Nelson while she was driving on a lawnmower. <laughs> uh, so they're uh, they're 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 in a relationship. They're doing something. So you know, I've always had suspicions. So I'm with this girl. No, you oh my God, Nevin. Yeah. She went all on Facebook to put comments. No, no. Okay, Facebook. so listen, I'll give you. I'll peel back some of my crazy. Okay, this. I'm going to give you, uh, if you're a jealous type, okay, I'm going to give you a jealous tip. All right. If she follows someone on social media, specifically TikTok and Instagram, okay, but if she follows somebody, go to that person's page and look at the comments in the next, the last 10 things that they've posted and you will find a comment from them. I promise you every time, every time. Or if a popular creator follows them, you will also find the same thing. I don't understand. What I you're went into, right I went into a page that had followed her, and five videos deep, I find a comment. 
that says married or not, coworkers having drinks or meals together regularly together is suspicious. Thank you for the validation. Whoa. Suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious girl, please. <laughs> she's and got the a video is a Yeah, hold on. She's got a point. A couple times that all three of us has gone out, you guys have disappeared for a good eight, nine minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, eight, nine minutes. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Just a quickie in the bathroom. Nikki and Nelson sitting in a tree. Nikki says, let me see your pee-pee. Yeah. Where are me and Nelson going to a bathroom to do anything? Nelson is not very small and neither am I. We're fitting in nobody's stall in nobody's bathroom. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a family restaurant. It's not happening. Yeah. No. I mean, we were at, uh, well, we're at that, uh, the, the restaurant that um, specializes what in restaurant? big bathrooms. Big, uh, the big bathrooms place. The, what is it? Or maybe they wait until you get home. I, I have heard them call your bed, Jason. They call it the bang bed. And that's just the extra room that they can go into. <laughs> well, good, good observation, Nate. I was getting ready to bring that up. We started this podcast. Uh, They're bitching about the bed a little bit, you know, and Nikki's like kind of pushing, like, maybe let's get this bed. And Nelson needs the bed. Why do you need the bed so much? <laughs> because he's sleeping on the floor. Yeah, she can't sleep with me on the air mattress anymore. She says it's too much. Yeah, and it did pop recently. Yeah, that's how it got. So you gonna feed into it now, That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'll be talking about right there. Why would it pop with just? Cut your girlfriend out. Don't be looking crazy. Why? Why? Why would it pop with just Nelson on it? Those pop holes probably came from long fingernails. Definitely not. That popcorn was popping without me. Trust. I can't breathe. So why are you mad at this? What, what do we call? I don't want to call her, but let's call her uh, Trudy. All right. So why are you Trudy's mad at Trudy? What, why, what, one of these days I'm going to nail the name. Why are you mad at Trudy? Like she just, it's between her and Nelson. I mean, who cares if she, I mean, I would be flattered if somebody thought I was banging their wife or girlfriend, I guess. No, that's not flattering. That that is her attacking my character. That is her attacking my morals. That is her attacking everything that I actually stand for as a person. To me, when a you don't know me, but b you want to have accusatory accusations towards me when you don't know me. My first question was, "Girl, have you googled me or anything? Like, do some research, honey." No, thank you. I don't need to sleep with somebody else's man. I'm very capable of getting my own. I'm not anybody's mud duck. Okay. Mud duck. See, that's mud duck. Yeah, that's when she gets up in your butthole. Oh, can we say that? That sounds racist. Mud duck. It's not racist. What is a mud duck? Is that what that was the other night? A mud duck duck. is somebody that's extremely ugly. Oh, so Nelson's ugly. Oh, I'm a, I say Nelson was up. I'm a mud duck for sure. <laughs> yeah. I just said that I am not. You're like a mud ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my God. don't aren't, now aren't you worried about offending Nelson? I mean, you're living together and it's kind of weird too that I'm not there and you guys are alone, man. God, that girl must be really going crazy. Anyway. <laughs> so uh uh, I mean, you know, like Nelson probably thinks that you don't find him attractive. Nelson is a friend. Nelson is like somebody I would look to that brotherly. I don't have a physical attraction to Nelson. He's not offended by that. He understands that. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so brotherly Still love. hurts a little. Nate, Nate, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Nate, Nate, I consider Nate a, just like a brother. If Nate came to me right. and said, Jason, 
I think I have something on my penis. Can you check check it out? I would because that's what brothers yeah. do. So if yeah, he's my mud duck, I'm his mud duck. If if, <laughs> if 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 mud duck Nelson asks you to check out something on his penis as a as a sister, you would do it, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. If he felt like something was wrong with him medically, yeah, I'd look and tell him he need to go to the hospital. Would you show him your bumps on your vagina? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's what brothers are for. <laughs> well, I I take pictures, you know, and, you know, if somebody needed to see the picture or if I had to show one of you guys a picture, I might. But, no, I take my pictures myself. If Nelson requests <laughs> to see the bumps on your vagina, would you send him pictures? <laughs> no. Okay. Proper. Do if it was necessary for a reason of some sort. What if, he, what if he, you could be? What if he wants to masturbate to him? I mean, a sister would help no. a brother out. No. No, not at all. And all the videos I've seen online, they would. Yeah, that's gross. Brandon, I don't know what kind of Brandon, porn you're watching. Brandon is texting Nikki D as we speak. I can see his phone. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Send me the monkey BJ video <laughs> <laughs> and those vagina bumps." <laughs> Bumps too. Let's compare bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Send me some vagina bump pictures, please. Uh, that's fun to laugh about. Vagina bumps it really is. <laughs> yeah, it's um, more fun to laugh about them than have them. Certainly. Yeah. So, so what are you guys' uh, uh, plans for the, the the network? You know, I saw in the latest newsletter, Nate's doing those newsletters now. Doing a good job, by the way. Uh, like you guys are asking for sponsors. You want sponsors? Yeah, we're just seeing if anybody else was was interested to join. Yeah, right. it's a good sell. I was kind of opening that up for like the hard sell, but okay. You know, it's a dynamic multimedia uh, entrepreneurship that the the BS really is and encompassing. I think that a new sponsor would find rapid growth uh, and expansion potential. We've got shows that are constantly being debuted, new ideas being put into the works. We are at the forefront of podcast technology. Thank you. Wow. Well done. Nicely done. See, that's what I was hoping to get from either you or Brent. Brandon, why don't you give that a shot? Man, we got uh, naked mud wrestling with uh, teens that are 19, 20, so we're all good on the legal side there. We got people jumping off buildings on the tables, and it all it takes is an extra 500 subscribers so you can see the video. And we'll, pre- we'll do pretty much anything you want for money. Mm. Nate, you might want to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> we'll do it. Brandon, have you got any sponsors lined up? Uh, you know, not not at the moment. You know, I've been uh, just focusing in uh, other endeavors, uh, but we have been uh, producing top-notch content over there on the, the Clueless 2 podcast on the Bailey Show Network. You know, mm-hmm. we strive for a strong, solid podcast every week. Yeah, well, uh, how, how is that TikTok video? Where are you at? Uh, we're at like nine million on the one video, and then you know, you know, spread across the others another couple million. So I'm still trying to figure out how to tie it all up, and either just kind of let it die, or I'm trying to put together a final video. But I don't know which route I want to take it. Can I bring up the TV show thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, actually, I called Brandon. Yeah, I called Brandon to talk about something, and he's like, oh, "I was going to call you. I, I need your advice." I said, okay, well, what do you need? He goes, ridiculousness called me. I said, really? Well, that's cool. He's like, yeah, they gave me three options. They want my video, but three options. Option A, they take the video. They give me $500, but it's all theirs. 
Option B, they take half the video, like the whole thing, but they only own half of it. Give me $400. Option C, they don't take any of the video, but they still play the video, and they give me $300. What option should I go with? (laughs) I said, definitely not option A. I go, option option B, you know, is fine. C is fine too. I was like, it's not about the money. I mean, you're, you're talking about a difference of a hundred dollars from each tier. (laughs) It's not going to make you rich. So it's all about, it's all about IP and uh, you never want to lose your IP. So. Yeah. I went went with option two, non-exclusive rights. So from what I understand, we share the video, but yeah, they're going to be posting one of my videos on ridiculousness and it'll be airing in like August, late July, August, something like that. It's not the one. It's it's not the Bud Light one. That stuff. This is this is one of his videos where him and Def he and Def August are just looking at plants or something. No, yeah, it's one of my plant measuring videos. I used a katana, and apparently that's a ridiculousness enough to get on ridiculousness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna put that on there. (laughs) That's crazy. Are you making any money off of it already, like from TikTok or anything? Uh, I mean, yeah, they they pay me if it still gets views. I mean, I got a good decent chunk with that whole plant series but you know I, I i mean i get a few trickles of pennies coming in from it okay yeah i was just because i'd probably take option a honestly if you're not going to make any more money off of it why not make another 200 dollars? yeah i feel like they do some slimy shit and go behind my back and try to sue me for having their video up on my channel even because then they own the whole video and i wouldn't own any of it so i was like eh, hundred dollars difference i still want to be able to own my video and post it other places yeah don't don't let anybody take your shit Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to make any money off of it. Why not get it now? It's, it's just does, sitting there. You're just leaving money on the table. Yeah, but once you once you relinquish your rights to anything, and they, they, they what if they make money off of it? What if they do something? What if it comes mm-hmm. back into fruition? Maybe it becomes huge after it airs on the show, and you have no ownership right. of it. People are going to go back now and try to view the video, so now that's more money he can get for the views. Oh, Brandon has about a thousand plant videos up there. He's he's not gonna <laughs> be short on plant videos anytime soon. <laughs> that's what my favorite series on the internet. That's what took so long with my deal here in Sacramento is because I have so much IP stuff. You know, like most radio guys, girls, they you know, like I, I'm assuming they don't have a like I own like thirty five dot coms, and so every <laughs> every single one of them, and I don't I only use a handful of them, but every single one of them had uh had to be signed off for that i owned and the company what? the company doesn't own it what's what's ip internet plants no internet intele- intellectual property okay <laughs> that's what it's I a very specific like legal group <laughs> <laughs> i mean some of them i could probably get rid of but you know i enjoy having them to hang on to there's 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 some radio stations and some radio talent that probably want their name and their dot com and they'll have to be they'll have to someday crawl to me in order to get it. <laughs> I've always enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. It's kind of funny. Anyway, um well that's cool. You know, I hope you guys uh, continue the network. I think you guys need to get another podcast to put on there. So I mean when I Yeah, we had kind of kicked around doing top three like uh, like Brandon in August versus me and Alexis and do like a team version. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. You should see if Manny wants to stay on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could talk to him. Yeah, actually, I might have a, a sponsor from here, uh, a realty company, um, said they were interested. So, uh, so yeah. So, if anybody else is interested, just go to podcastbs.com and uh, shoot us a message, and we will, we will talk plans. 
Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, that's very, very cool. Um, we'll do some premium uh, content uh, or extra content. I always mix that up for you premium two percenters that have stuck with us. Uh, you'll like this one, especially if you, you lean right. Um, you'll like this conversation and, and what could potentially happen and the hole that I might have dug myself into. Oh, uh, before, before we get to our guest, the, back to the dog stuff. So this week, because I have no grass in my yard, zero, none at all, and it's nowhere near as big as the, the backyard in Atlanta, right? It's a cool backyard, don't get me wrong, but it's nowhere near as big. So we got to have a place for the dogs. And we do a lot of walking, you know, with the dogs, which is, which is good for them and good for us. But um, the, uh, we're, a lot of people in California have fake grass, I guess because of water issues or something. So, like, people's lawns are just fake grass. It's like, God, that's a beautiful lawn. Oh, shit, it's fucking plastic, right? And so I've got a guy coming out to my house this week that's making a, a dog run, two different dog runs in our backyard with fake grass. Isn't that kind of neat? Nice. Yeah, it's like the Brady Bunch backyard. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he's like, what the, you know, and you have to pick what kind you want. And there's like an art form to it. It's not easy. You just don't lay it down. Well, you know, Brandon, you, you should get into the fake grass laying down stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of real grass over here, but I would once you get that grass over there, I'd be honored to pee on it. <laughs> no, you're not peeing on my fucking grass. No. Brandon's going to show up at my door one of these days. I just know it. It is, yeah. I plan on it. I just know he's going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm afraid to go out. We were we went and saw Third Eye Blind the other night, and I, I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, I bet you Brandon's going to be in the audience. He's just going to sh- <laughs> One of these nights, he's just going to show, or I'm going to be gambling, you know, because it was at the casino. I was like, he's he's just going to pop up and be like, hey, man, <laughs> I dropped a surprise. By the way, we don't have a place to stay, and they need a ride to the airport in a couple of days. See how it goes. I try to find a place once I get there in case, you know, someone offers up a place, so that way, you know, I don't spend money on a place if I can find a free place. <laughs> I knew you'd be at the Third Eye Blind show. I just had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> by the way awesome show awesome 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 show they sounded just like they did back in 90 when did semi charm life come out um nelson 97? 97 yeah 97 mm-hmm. yeah so they sounded just like they did in 97 amazing absolutely amazing their guitarists like my post um oh, nice. yeah, yeah i saw your video yeah they did sound just like they used to <laughs> yeah well that that was a bad video because i was in the background singing along so yeah, okay it, it, his, his vocals were doubled with my horrible vocals and it it it's always weird and i've seen i've seen them before and i didn't you know i was that was probably back in 97 when i met stephen jenkins and i and i saw him and so fast forward to 2023 i thought it was odd so many, like the, the the people in front of us, we had good seats. We were probably like seven rows from the stage, eight rows from the stage. And in front of us, there was a bunch of women with their guys. And I was just amazed at how many people like were fans of Third Eye Blind and knew every song by Third Eye Blind, even some of the ones that, you know, weren't radio hits. So it was, it was pretty impressive. But these women in front of us were like kind of old lady dancing. I mean, they weren't old. They were Gen Xers, probably around my age, right? Maybe a little younger. But, you know, you get to that age when you start doing the, the, you know, Elaine, you know, kind of thing. You know, Yeah, just the sway. The sway in the hands. This one girl had her hand up the whole time like she was in church. Yeah. You know, like da-da-da-da-da-da-da, she was doing this. And then they started playing Jumper. And they got crazy. Oh, my God. 
and that they're like pointing at each other and stuff. And I'm going, you do realize this song's about suicide. How are you dancing <laughs> to a song about suicide? How does that work? So hype. <laughs> and the and the couple that was in front of us, they were the couple that acted out every song. So uh like step off on that ledge, my friend. Like they would pick their foot up, like they're stepping off the ledge. You know, <laughs> I oh, wish God. you could step off on that ledge, my friend. Hey, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh, so anyway, that was that. All right, let's talk to our guest. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor. And that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy, and she's my wife, and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. And back to you, Jason. You know, we always hear about dad jokes, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but this woman, after watching numerous videos of her comedy, especially from Lady Killers on The Peacock, which I'm a big fan of, has made me question if dad jokes are good or bad. And why don't we have mom jokes? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot to this. I I really got in-depth the other night on my computer while watching all these videos of Jenna Friedman. Uh, By the way, uh, her forthcoming essay collection not funny essays on life comedy culture etc on sale now amazon barnes and noble wherever you get your books jenna how are you i'm good um how are you doing i'm on top of the world in the middle of a move but a little disheveled but other than that just fine thank you for asking i appreciate that great yeah uh, That's great. So I, I did all these, you know, I was watching all these videos and I, I, you know, I like to learn things and I like to question stuff, stuff that I don't know anything about. Right. And, you know, I'm a, I, I, my daughter considers me a very good dad joke teller <clears throat> and watching some of your, your stand up, your videos, I realized that there are no such thing as mom jokes. And I don't know if dad jokes are either 
like saying moms aren't funny or we're idiots. I haven't decided after all this research on you. Aren't dad jokes, aren't dad jokes just jokes that are bad that people just say are dad jokes to kind of give them a pass? Is that like what, a bad joke. From my understanding, a bad joke is a dad joke. Right. Because like dads tell jokes because like they're, they've got a lot of time on their hands <laughs> to be creative <laughs> or to, you know, play around where the mom's doing all the work. Um, I don't know. That's, that's something smarter than I meant it, but dad jokes, they're not like jokes about being a dad. It's just like, that's like, it's like a lame joke of a dad joke. Right. Right. But does that mean that, well, I mean, if there's no such thing as mom jokes, does that mean that moms can't be funny or moms can't be not funny and tell jokes like that? See, I'm telling you, I got really into this uh, last night. So I, when I, all, all the comedy that I have online is before I was a mom. So that's just my comedy. But yeah. I, since becoming a mom, have found it very hard to be funny because, like, your brain actually changes to just assess threats all the time, and it's really hard to, like, crack little jokes when you're like, man, let's make sure he doesn't choke, you know? <laughs> like, let's make sure that the, the food we're feeding him for the first time is minced enough so that he doesn't actually suffocate and choke on his <laughs> on the, a piece of apple. Um, so it's hard to, like, you know, be, like, like funny, funny new mom. Like, I feel like that's a hard thing to pull off. Is it impossible? Maybe uh, besides Ali Wong, maybe impossible. Right. Is it, <laughs> is it like uh, a rock star that goes clean and doesn't write as good a music anymore was, is to a comedian that becomes a parent and feels like they can't be blue or be a little bit edgy like they did in the past because they've outgrown it. Kind of like blink 182 on stage today. They can't really tell you about what it's like so, being a kid. I think a lot of comics when they become dads, that's actually when they hit, you know, and actually dads statistically make more money than men who don't have kids and all women in general. So being a dad is very profitable and it's a very good business model for comedians. <laughs> but being a mom, I think just because of the time and the work involved, like I, when I'm writing jokes, I'll go to open mics or I'll do shows for free to work out material. When like, now that I have a kid, it's really hard to justify, Oh, I have to get a babysitter to do this free show to write material. You know, it's, it's hard. It's like really hard. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. It's really hard to be funny when you are taking care of an infant, especially if you're their sole food source. It's just really hard. Do, do you, do you get any, comedy or do you find the comedy from being a new mother does that work just as well as the stuff uh prior i haven't really been on stage a lot i haven't had time to be on stage and to work stuff out i've been really busy with the baby i did pitch a, a like very unfunny comedic segment kind of like i don't want to say what it's about yet because it might actually end up being published but i was shocked that it might be published because it's like it's comedically unfunny. It's just like kind of about postpartum depression in a funny way. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think it is going to get published. So maybe some mom humor can resonate, even though it's dark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I just haven't had time to, to do stand up did, did, since becoming a mom. Did, did you go through a, a, a bad run of postpartum after your birth? Uh, no, actually, no, no. I just, uh, it's not, it's, I just like, it's like, 
I didn't go. I knew exactly what I was getting into. I, uh, I'm, I was super stoked about it. Um, I love my little guy, but the reality, and it's maybe it sounds like I postpartum depression. (laughs) 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 I love this. I love this interview for the book already. No, but it's just a reality of like, like I do believe postpartum depression is totally real and valid and people need support, but also being a new mom in this country, if you're like stoked about not having paid leave and not having resources, then you're maybe you have some other postpartum mania or something like some fake. Like, I just think uh, it's not depression. It's just like a natural reaction to what this experience is, which is hard. Well, the state of California and you're a California girl and I'm now California guy. Uh, they, they, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good for the new mother, right? I mean, I, I work with somebody that just I had mean, a baby. California is better than other states for sure. Yeah. California is definitely better than other states, but here's like a little example of like, and, and I'm a freelance person, so I don't have a, uh, oh. like I wouldn't have had a paid leave policy anyway, cause I work for myself, but this is something that I found fascinating. So, and I don't, I mean, this is, it's early in the morning. It's very unfunny, but again, tying to the theme of the book, I'm just going to tell anecdotes that are not funny. Um, but like I, okay. So this is, I had a C-section. It was an emergency C-section. Uh, baby just didn't want to come out of my vagina. My vagina was like, you know, you've got so much life left in you. Like go out, go out another, any other way. So they had to cut it out of me and it was fine. It hurt for many days, but like, um, the hospital, uh, no, they, they have these like baby friendly initiatives, which are really just like they close their nurseries to cut costs and the hospital privatizes. And they put the baby in the room with me and my husband and I couldn't even like sit up for four days. And I just think about like single moms or people that don't have help. Like if you have a C-section, how are you supposed to take care of your baby? You know? And like, I think when I had that experience, I was just kind of thinking like big picture, not about me, but just about like, you know, women being forced into having kids, like women who wanted their kids and don't have support. And the more you're like, and then like, this is going to be the next book and no one's going to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a lot of people will, because a lot of people feel this. Nobody talks about it. But, um, it's just the whole experience of like new motherhood. is crazy. Like breastfeeding. I didn't even know until I was like three months pregnant that it was a thing you had to do around the clock because nobody ever (laughs) talked about it. So it's just been a wild experience and I will mind comedy out of it later. But you know, you're talking about like why moms aren't funny. Yeah. It's because it's hard to be. You just thought breastfeeding was something you do if you went to Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, right? Just, just exactly. That's what I thought it was. That's exactly what I thought it was. You know, so with this, with this, uh, with not funny again, essays on life, comedy, uh, culture, etc. on sale, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get books, um, Jenna, you, you, you talk about everything that everybody's talking about as far as like the post me Too world, the everybody's complaining about what comedians did 20 years ago and a joke that was on Twitter from five years ago and blah, blah, blah. And all this other thing, you know, it's it amazes me that somebody like yourself or any other professional comedian hasn't put this on television because it's it's the one thing the right and the left agree on, but they yet argue about. You know the whole woke thing. What is the like uh, talking about what you can and can't say, or how the world has gone to as the I hate the word woke, but I'll use it. You know, woke, and you discuss all these things. Is is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that the context is really important. Like we're talking, we think that our culture has gotten worse in certain ways, but at least as a comedian, like no one's been arrested for their words since like George Carlin and before him, Lenny Bruce and Mae West, they were all literally put in jail for jokes or quote unquote obscenity. Whereas like I said this earlier, like, you know, Bill Cosby's still touring. <laughs> like, he's not even being held accountable for his uh, non-words, uh, you know, they're sleeping. But um, <laughs> I think that cancel culture yeah. is a really convenient term that people can like hold on to because it doesn't actually have one definition. So you can like ascribe whatever you want to it to mm-hmm. be your definition and you can argue with people using this banner of cancel culture that really isn't, you know, is it accountability? Is it mob rule? We don't know, but we keep hearing it and we keep hearing people like Tucker Carlson talking about it, but they're really just talking about it because they keep people watching them. And it's like this kind of, I don't know what the word is. It's like a catch all, but one that just kind of the gift that keeps giving same with like woke, I actually think is a little more, direct i think cancel culture is more nebulous but i think like woke is literally the term is bastardized but you know it's it's just people who see and maybe want to rectify social inequality like i know that you know the budweiser controversy happened over the week of you know a trans woman being a speaker for beer and everybody got mad at her and blah 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 but like i think most people I would hope to think like if they have a trans neighbor, they'd want that person to have a nice life and not, you know, I I think that we're getting caught up in these like larger issues that don't really reflect the values of actual people. I would hope that could also be a little naive of me, but I'd like to think that most people, if woke didn't have such a negative stigma to it, you know, people want people around them to, to not be persecuted or, you know, uh, assaulted you know what I mean yeah well have you ever met this is the thing that blows me away and I bring this up from time to time whether it's on this show or my radio shows I've never met someone that says that I'm pro cancel culture right I've met people that are like yeah hell yeah I'm woke yeah because I want change you know and that's cool that's fine I agree with everything you just said Jenna but I've never met anyone that said I'm pro cancel culture, but yet it exists. That, which makes me believe there's like six kids in their boxers with Cheetos on their fingers in their parents' basement running this mega cancel culture website that controls the world. I mean, okay, so what does cancel culture mean to you? Because that's the question. It's like I, in the essay, my whole take on cancel culture is this. I think it's, it exists, but it's not new. But people keep talking about it and they're doing it for money and I want in on it too. I want in on the grift of cancel culture. I want to write about it and get paid for it, which I kind of did by writing this book. That's all. But what, but like, what is, what do you, what is, what is cancel culture in your mind? Uh, To me personally, and I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I used to be when it was cool, but now that everybody's one, I do the opposite. It was cool. I miss the 9-11 truthers. Where did they go? Anyway, keep going. (laughs) So to me, cancel culture is a convenient untruth, right? Where people that have an ulterior motive, uh, self-serving, jump on a bandwagon to cancel, so to speak, either someone or something that benefits themselves. They're not thinking of other people. 
They're just thinking of themselves. That's what I think cancel culture And is. what's an example of somebody that was, Al Franken, I'll give you for sure. Al Franken, I think, was part of like, there was like a political apparatus at play that, that, that got Al Franken quote unquote canceled. But I think like, what are some examples of people that I think that you, that, that were canceled according to like the cancel culture mob? Well, any, anything in politics is definitely politically driven. You're talking about the picture taken coming back from the, I think USO tour with Al Franklin. Well, I'm just trying to think like, like who, who, who are the victims of the cancel culture? Like who specifically are the victims of of cancel culture? Kevin Hart, for example, remember he was going to host, I believe the Oscars and they found a tweet from five years prior and he decided uh, Mm -hmm. he wasn't going to apologize. Good for him. And they, and what was the tweet? uh, So it was a, a gay joke. What was it specifically? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, you just asked for an example. I, I know it was a it was a gay joke. No, 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 no. It's all it's all good. But I think I think a I think a lot of the thing about cancel culture is like you know we. I'm trying to remember what the joke was. I'm not. I'm just like curious. If my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'll break it over his head. Okay, so it's like a kind of. <laughs> And look, I like Kevin Kevin Hart. I've I like you know, he's he's working still. He just I think it was like one gig that here's what I'm my point of, about this thing. Like I think that we all we're all on social media and we kind of like um we'll hear half the story or whatever like you know where we are like oh that person got canceled but wait did they get canceled cuz they're like I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's about I think that, and this is me jet lagged. I haven't slept last night, so I apologize for that. Um, I think that we don't, because we can't pin down what cancel culture means. It's really hard for us to have like discussions about it because it's like, what is it? I, if you're a public person like Kevin Hart or me or you or anyone, and you tweet something and people find it and they get mad at you and you don't back down. And it's maybe in his case, let's say a homophobic tweet and he has to step down from a hosting gig. That's also maybe on page, by the way. Um, Is that canceling or is that just like, we're all public personas and we get opportunities based on how other people see us. And what we tweet is all part of that. And the culture at that time didn't condone that. I mean, like, I hear what you're saying, but we all have to be like accountable for the things that we say at the same time, there are like situations of like mob rule and like, you know, things being taken out of context and people getting like social media mobs calling for their firing. And and I think having the conversations about it off Twitter is always helpful. Right. Um, But, and again, you know, the Kevin Hart example but, but, but Jenna, the, the thing is, is, you know, if, if that's the rule today, that's fine, but I don't think you can hold, you know, it's a case by case basis. That's another thing that bothers me is that if it's, there's malicious intent, you're guilty. If there's not malicious intent, you have to say, okay, because 10, 15 years ago, and as soon as I start off by saying that people roll their eyes, oh, okay, 10, 15, but 10, 15, 20 years ago, if you made a joke and I've got plenty of content out there that would not be accept, uh, acceptable today. But there was the shock and awe. Grab your feed. 
scrub your feet. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> delete your tweets. So, so the, but it was the shock. And we would do things in the radio business, especially in the nineties that we didn't necessarily, sure. we didn't necessarily believe, but we did it because that's how you got ratings. It was the shock and all we did things to make people go, what the shit is going on here? You know, it- look, I'm right there with you. I did. I am right there with you. I came up in like 2005 and I wish I could be more succinct as I talk about this. I literally haven't slept. And this cancel culture is like such a nebulous concept that it's, it's so hard to articulate succinctly, even if you have slept. But I just think like we're cultural creators. We're like, all of us, Kevin Hart, you know, like we're on the vanguard of like what people are thinking and talking about. Cause we're commenting on it. We're making culture. We're doing all this stuff. And it's like, read the room. You know what I mean? Like if, if the Oscars are an event that doesn't want the host of the Oscars to say something homophobic and not apologize, they're in their right sure. to like not have that person host the Oscars. Did that person get canceled? No. Cause he's still working and getting paid. And like, I mean, I had a project with his company after that. So, you know, am I at fault? Maybe, but like, um, you know, I think it, it's just, there, there, we, we, we never could always say what we wanted to say, you know, and not have people react to it. I think that that, that mythology is kind of what, what makes people think cancel culture is new. Like there's always been a level of, I'm going to say this, people are going to react and they react positively or negatively. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll deal with that when it comes, but like, yeah, I mean, are there words that you can't say now? Are there sentiments that are harder for you to have? Sure. But that I think is like, it's always been that way too. You know, like I'm like culture evolves and it's our job to, if we want to keep playing in this game to evolve with it. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Or do the opposite and go and like double down like a lot of comedians and just go like talk to the aggrieved people who feel like the culture's changing too fast and it pisses them off. And there's a huge market in that, you know, and being like the comedian who's going to talk to the people that are mad that a trans woman is doing a beer commercial. Yeah. It's funny how you refer to it as your very business oriented like, you know it's, there's a huge market for the anti-woke culture comedy <laughs> it's like it's a business plan. yeah i wish i could it's all business that's the whole thing about this cancel culture is just a term like we're talking about it now like there's money behind it you know what i mean like it's that was my like when i looked at cancel culture from like a bird's eye view and i'm like what is this thing oh it's like just word salad it's like this thing that people keep talking about that people keep listening to because there isn't one definition. And like the perfect example I think is like when Tucker Carlson decides to like rant about something, he has like so much time to fill and what's he going to fill it with? He can't fill it with like facts. He has to fill it with things like cancel culture that are like really easy to have really long discussions about. Cause at the end of the day, like even you and I just tried the Kevin Hart thing. Like, do I agree with everything I just said? I don't know. Like I wasn't there. I don't know what he said. I don't know the context of it. All I know is like, personally, if I want a job, and I say something that the people who hired me disagree with and I don't back down from it and they take me off that job. Like that's, that feels like that happens. And that's not necessarily cancel culture. That's just like, that's not, I mean, like I, I but I, again, I'm, I was in the room. I don't know if like he tried to apologize or what, but I mean, that what? would be in any industry too. You right. know, like if you Something say something you against what your boss says and what you say, but again, like, I don't want to say cancel culture is being held accountable because that's one instance where it was about accountability, but there are other instances 
like in Al Franken's case, it did feel more of like a hit job. Those feel a little bit more rare, but they also exist. Yeah. What were you saying, Nate? You got to be what? Oh, I was just saying, it's like you might not get a job because of something you got arrested for when you were 15. I mean, it was the past, but it's still, they don't feel like they want to work with you. So there's just some times that, you know, it's, it's, it's up to them. Oh, it's ever, it's always up to them. I mean, and, and that's the, that's the gray area, right? Is like, should it be acceptable for it to be up to them? You know, I mean, there are people, you know, you bring up like guys like Tucker Carlson and, you know, and, and those that are on the right that have these, you know, aggressive shows that spew a lot of, you know, untruths, not to say the left doesn't do the same, but just for that, for example, but they're talking to their audience. I, as much as I don't agree with half the stuff they say, or most of the stuff they say, it's entertainment. And that's what they do. They, they amp up their audience. Rush Limbaugh was the greatest at it. Yeah. He, he was, you know, Howard of, of political talk. He didn't believe all the shit that he said, but he was bigger than life, larger than life. Atop the mountain with the golden microphone. His audience ate that shit up from the 80s. I mean, yeah. you know, but it's <laughs> it, people don't realize that it's entertainment. Whether you're talking politics, sports, whatever it is, it's entertainment. It's not, they don't. If you're on a news station. That, I mean, that's, I mean, it, in either side, but it it's not entertainment anymore. to the audience. It, and to, if everybody agreed, then the conversation would be over and then you wouldn't have more fodder for the entertainment. So that's the other thing about it too. It really, I do believe that the term cancel culture is a little bit of a grift because we, like there are so many cases of things happening that you could try to fit into that bucket. Um, to your point about someone getting like arrested and then not getting a job or something or going to jail and not going to getting a job to your, like to the idea of it being entertainment. Also, it's like, we're, we're not doctors, you know, like what we do doesn't have like, like real utility or hard skill. It's like there, it's a lot more subjective. So, you know, that's also where cancel culture fits in or whatever you want to call it. Like people can fire you for whatever reason, because it's, it's so much more subjective and, and we, our currency is our likability and how people perceive us. So if Kevin Hart is perceived as homophobic, even if he's not, the Oscars probably wouldn't want to align with him unless he denounces the homophobic views. Right. And then, you know, now I've even seen some actors uh, being held accountable for the roles that they take and some of the things that they say, I'm like, Jesus, you've got to be kidding. I mean, this is not real. This is fake. You do understand that this is this is a movie <laughs> depicting a time in history of our country. This he's not really a racist. This is this is not real, you know. But but people cannot d differentiate between fantasy and reality anymore. It's very odd. Uh, Nate, do you have a question for Jenna before we let her go to sleep, get some sleep at least? <laughs> yeah, Jenna, I love true crime podcasts and shows and everything. Do you have a guilty pleasure podcast or even just not true crime, just any podcast that you listen to like in your off time? I mean, I listen, oh, I'm such a dork, you guys. He just wanted to talk about funny stuff and then we got into this cancel culture. Um, <laughs> I listen to the daily. I like the daily. Um, that's like where I, I kind of get like, I'll like keep up on the news. Um, what's another good one. I've, uh, I'm actually looking at my podcast of a good one that I listened to recently. The BS, um, the Bailey show. Yeah. Got that on there. Okay. I mean, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but, um, the news ones I like, I, I, I ate up all the true crime ones and then I just got burnt out on true crime. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, there's some that I can't like. I'll start, and if they're I don't like the the narrator's voice, I have to go to a different one. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm like a true crime person with a list. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, if it's like the, a super British guy for some reason, it's hard for me to listen yeah. to him for like 12 hours. Or people are too casual and like giggly when they're talking. They're like, and then what did you have for breakfast? Oh, yeah. And then blah, blah, blah was murdered. And you're like, oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> right, right. Wrong. <laughs> I had eggs. And then guess what? His throat was slit. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. Speaking of eggs. <laughs> yeah. uh, this woman was raped and yeah. Just real quick before I let you go, um, you know, because you've done a, a lot of writing for things like with Borat and the Connors and, and Letterman. I'm a big Letterman guy. Subscribe to Letterman, not Leno. It's a saying that I use often in the radio business. Uh, it, when, when you were writing for them, is it difficult to tailor make your jokes based off of your personality for the person or show that you're writing for? It depends on who it is and, you know, how much access you have to them too. Like I was a pretty new writer when I wrote for Letterman and he was pretty reclusive by that time. So it was harder for him. Like, and also there were like a lot of producers between him and me, like in my top tens, he would read those directly and I would get a lot on, but then to get sketches on, they went through the head writers and then they passed through the producers and then they got to Letterman. So it was just harder to get stuff on because there were so many cooks in the kitchen mm. with John Stewart. We were really left to our own devices as field producers, which were kind of like writers and directors of segments. And John was so cool. And I really just had a lot of like ownership. He was like, you know, you can cover anything you like. We'll find a way to make it funny, but go, but go for like, go issue first. And then from issue, we find comedy and I love that. And so it was really easy working there because I think I was able to kind of find where both of our interests so aligned and, and, and make pieces out of that. So, and then with Sasha, but that was a dream job because all of my like grossest fucked up instincts, um, Sasha just was like game for, and then he gets people to see it. And like, I, the, you know, the period dance and the pregnancy crisis scene were two of my favorite scenes. And, uh, I can't, be- I still can't believe we got a period dance and like a major motion picture and <laughs> how fucking fun that was so much fun. Yeah. That was a pretty twisted movie. I mean, like it was funny because it was so twisted. Like I- I'm a Sasha Baron fan as well because he's so creative. You're not getting arrested. Are you? No, I'm just in New York city. <laughs> uh, also with the, the, uh, I don't know what comics your buddies with. And if you still stay in contact with any of the people like with the daily show, but I know Michael Costa does. Uh, st- I think he still works with the daily show. I think that dude's hilarious. That's the guy we had in the studio yeah. that used to be a professional tennis player. And he does this bit with the tennis channel and making tennis funny is very difficult. And he does this bit with the tennis channel, uh, like something about balls or something. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. He is a very talented guy. I'm sure you're familiar with Michael Costa, right? I actually did a show with him in Chicago. I didn't overlap with him at the daily show, but yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Really, really funny. All right. Um, we'll let you get some sleep, get some shut eye at Jenna Friedman on the Instagram. If you want to follow her, you should. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I I appreciate it. I hope I wasn't too incoherent when talking about this very easy 
topic. No, look, I, I actually, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I, I really did. I thought it was, it was, it was great. So thank you. I know you're sleepy too. Cool. So it's even better than that. So, yeah. all right. Well, Jen, awesome. thank you so right. much. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man, Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcast, the BS.com. Now get out of here.